your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome, and now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. Hello, and now for the results of the Barnet Sunday Football League. In our Premier Division, Continental 1, AC United 2, Hornsey and Highgate 1, Traps and Spore UK 3, Takers 4, Dower All Stars 0, and in our Result of the Week, Rising Ballers 8, AC Finchley 0. Moving on to Division 1, we had Chef Chow and Berbers 3, Peck and Spore Peckham 2, FC Locomotive Thunder 2, The Wrongans 8, Reese Richards there with a hat trick for the Wrongans. And in a game capped off by a viral corner, we had Highgate Albion Reserves 2, AFC Oakwood 2. Moving on into Division 2, where we had a 9 goal thriller, GTFA 5, Grange Park 4. And we had North London Athletic 1, Shentry Athletic 3. Into Division 3, which saw London Orient 5, Enfield Albion 2, and North London Colts 3. Arnus Rangers 2. Into Division 4, where we had the Barnet Derby, which saw New Barnet prevail over Barnet Salsa by a score of 6-2. We had Brotherhood Cosy 1, NLR 1, FC Cricklewood 1, Colney Hatch Athletic 0, which saw FC Cricklewood prevail over Colney Athletic for the second week in a row after beating them in the Intermediate Cup. We had Gower Phoenix 5, Sporting M14 2. Sopranos FC together 2, Yoga Benito 1, and Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 6, Roman Reporters 2. Into Division 5, we had Borelli 6, Armenian Youth Association 1, a hat-trick from former AFC Muswell Hill striker Ardit Corby for Borelli, and we had Camden FC 2, North London Panthers 3. Into Division 6, we had Grange Park Reserves 0, North London Wanderers 7, Oak Hill 1, AFC Muzzle Hill 2nd 7, and Uzlot 7, Stratford Arms Blues 1. Into Cup action now. In the Challenge Cup, we had Alexandra Knights 0, AFC Edmonton 6, London Wednesday 9, AFC Oakwood Reserves 3, 4 for Sam Cassidy there for London Wednesday. We had the Bandits 2, Pro Panthers 4, and the Underdogs 9, North Atletico Seniors nil. In Intermediate Cup action, we had 3rd Division Trent Park 4, 2nd Division Intermill Hill 1. We had a battle with 2nd Division teams as Edmonton Lions prevailed 3-2 over United House. And a battle of 3rd Division teams saw Stratford Arms come away from Highgate Albion 3rds with a 3-1 win. In the London Sunday Trophy, Northumberland Park Rangers nil. Hens and United Sports Club 3. And now for the upcoming fixtures. In the Premier Division, we have AC Finchley hosting AC United, Continental facing Highgate Albion, Gower All Stars facing Hornsey and Highgate, Park Royals facing Traps and Spore UK, and in our game of the week, we have Rising Ballers going to Jurassic Park to face Takers. I predict a 4 2 win there for RB. In Division 1, we have the return fixture between Peck and Sport Peckin and Chef Chow and Berbers. We have the Wrongans facing Edmonton Rovers. And in my game of the week, we have two teams looking to get back to form after disappointing London Cup results. We have Enfield United against Kadara's Town. 
I'm predicting a 3-1 win for Enfield United. In Division 2, we have Grange Park facing Mill Hill Club de Football. United House facing North London Athletic. Inter Mill Hill facing Edmonton Lions. And in our game of the week, we have Top against Bottom, where Shentry Athletic entertain Anatolians. Um, I've gone for a two-all draw there between them. Because I feel like Anatolian's style will match up well against Shentry. Into Division 3, we have AFC Muswell Hill facing bottom of the table Enfield Athletic. We have the two teams above Enfield Athletic meeting as Arnest Rangers and Highgate Albion thirds play. We have North London Colts against London Orient. And in our game of the week, we have first against third as Hendonians face Trent Park. I've gone for a two-all draw there. Into Division 4, we have Roving Reporters facing Sopranos FC together. We have Sporting M14 facing Barnet Salsa. And in my game of the week, we have NLR facing Gower Phoenix. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Gower Phoenix there. I think it'll be a very close, tight match. Into Division 5, we have Clerkenwell facing Camden FC. With a bottom of the table clash as North Atletico Seniors face Maida Vila. We have North London Panthers facing Gospel Oak Football Club. And in my game of the week for Division 5, we have a battle of the unbeatens as the underdogs face the bandits. I've gone for a 2-1 underdogs win there. There are no games in Division 6 as most of the clubs are in Challenge Cup or London Cup action. So moving on to the cup fixtures, we have London Sunday Trophy Round 2 as Locomotive Thunder face Fenerbahce Canaria. We have Memetchik Galata facing Highgate Albion Reserves and Yeni Bogajici facing AFC Oakwood. In London Junior Cup Round 2 action, we have Ed- AFC Edmonton facing the boys at AFC Rose. We have Enfield Albion facing Borelli. We have Badu FC facing Brotherhood Cosy, And we have Pro Panthers facing Apoel UK. Back to the Barnet. Challenge Cup first round. We have AFC Muswell Hill seconds versus North London Wanderers. Armenian Youth Association versus Stratford Arms Blues. Real Menza facing Oak Hill. And Whetstone Wanderers under 23s facing Grange Park Reserves. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week to review the results and look forward to big games for our teams in the London Cup. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk Weekly Podcast. Uh, Just going to start off, I'll run through the results of the weekend just gone. Uh, Then I'll go through our Super 6 and then we'll crack on with this weekend's coming fixtures. So I'll start off with the Premier Division. Blackberry Jacks 1, Beehive 5. Brookmans Park 1, AFC Rangers 0. Plough and Harrow 2, Hilltop 3. Skewbridge 4. Six Bells, one. In Division 1, Hilltop Reserves, two. BWSC, four. Blacksmiths, two. FC Welling, three. Harpen and Colt Old Boys, nil. Hearts Lions, three. And Verulam Old Boys, three. Snug Bar, four. In Division 2, AFC Mims, two. Welling Warriors, two. Little Heath, three. Oaks, two. New Greens, nil. Player Pack 6, St George's 0, Pinewood 4, 
and Wheat Hampstead 89 2, Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves 1. In Division 3, Bournemouth Raiders 5, The Wishing Well 1, Forza Watford 2, Wheat Hampstead Wanderers 0, Phoenix Reserves 1, Mermaid 4, TNF 2, Hansbury's 0, and then in, oh, sorry, and also the Beehive Reserves 3, Royston Rangers 1. And in Division 4, Hatfield Seniors 6, Marshallswick Rovers 1, Royston Rangers 3, St Albans Warriors 2, Hatfield Mosquito 4, Brookmans Park Reserves 1, Phoenix A 0, Welling Pegasus 5, and Welling Warriors Reserves against the wrestlers was abandoned in the first half due to an injury to a wrestlers player. Obviously everyone at the league and, and all the clubs involved wishing well. And then we've got the Hearts Advertiser semi-final of the Cup. AFC London Road 1, Phoenix nil. Congratulations to London Road on reaching the, the final. Uh, they play the winners of Hilltop and Skewbridge, who I believe play on the 1st of November, um, which should be a cracker. Now, coming on to the Super 6. Um, so I'll start from Division 4. Super 6 are here. It was Royston Rangers Reserves against St Albans Warriors. Um, I went for 5-1 to St Albans Warriors. Um, like I am 90% of the time, absolutely miles off. Um, Royston Rangers reserves, well done to them, picking up their first win of the season, 3-2. Um, fantastic result for them. Now, in Division 3, there was two games. We had the TNF against um, Hansbury's. I went for one all. I thought it would be a close game. It seems like it was, but TNF taking the, uh, the spoils there, winning 2-0. Um, I got the result right, but the score wrong on this one. Uh, Bournemouth Raiders against the Wishing Well. I said it'd be a high-scoring game. I said four-three to Bournemouth Raiders. Um, Bournemouth Raiders did win. They won five-one, picking up their first win of the season. Well done to Owen and the boys there. Um, I know they were delighted with it. Um, they played really well. Apparently, I worked with one of the lads, Mike, uh, who their, their skipper. I worked with him, and uh, he said they played really well. So well done to them, picking up their first win. Then a little bit of credit where credit's due before I um, before I get annihilated again. Wheat Amsterdam 89 against Harpen and Cole, Old Boy Reserves. 2-1 to Wheat Amsterdam 89. And who would have believed it? I predicted 2-1 to Wheat Amsterdam 89. So, yeah, gold star for me. Well done. Um, Verulam Old Boys against Snug Bar. The bottom two in Division 1. I said it. I thought it would be close. It was close. It's 4-3 to Snug Bar. I had it as 3-all. Really, really close there. <laughs> and finally, in the Premier Division. So, this one's... Uh, yeah, I'm getting to eat my words now. Uh, Brookmans Park against AFC Rangers. I said that I think it would be a step too far for Brookmans Park, who have started fantastically well this year, unbeaten uh, in their opening five games um, with uh, three wins and two draws going into this. They played AFC Rangers, who last year were top of the table, unbeaten um, at the time of COVID stopping it, 100% record. Appreciate they've lost a couple of players, but they've gained some really good players from our old first team who have merged with them. Um, but Brookmans Park come out on top 1-0. I was told first half it was all AFC Rangers. Couldn't find the back of the net. It could have been a few goals up. And then second half, Brookmans Park, just like they did against London Road the week before, that resilience and determination just, just to keep going. And they picked up a 1-0 win in their top of the Prem. Unbeaten after six games. Can't really ask much more than that. So, look, credit where credit's due. Uh, I can say now, Brookmans Park, definitely, definitely in the title race in the Premier Division. And well done to them as well. I, I think it's fantastic seeing the team go up from Division 1 the year before and, uh, and, and, and really giving it to the Prem team. So, well done, Brookmans Park. I know, I know Jeff and I know one of the players, Scotty, as well. They'll be 
be they'll be buzzing with the way they've started and fair play they, they've literally answered every single question so far um, that's been asked of them and yeah you can't ask more than that so well done to them um, I know they give me a bit of stick on Twitter and that as well so cheers for that but um, I've ordered my Brookman's Park shirt now so I'm, I'm on your side uh, before going on to the fixtures for this coming week, I thought it was just worth shouting out. We're, we're sort of, what, six or seven weeks into the season now. And uh, there's still still three teams, I believe, throughout the five divisions that have got a 100% record. Um, there's a couple of teams that are, have nearly got it. They've just drawn drawn a couple. Brookmans Park, um, FC Welling, um, and Player Packs have all... Um, have all done really well um unbeaten still but they've, they have drawn a couple of games but uh credit where credit's due um in the premier division skewbridge unbeaten won it 100 record in the league for them uh in division one quietly going about their business bwsc um the the boys are, uh, are managed by our our old blacksmith's third team manager andy cullen um they've they've won good game good win against hilltop at the weekend they beat bournemouth rovers who were fancied in this league early on in the season and yeah 100 percent record so far for them they've only played a couple of games um because of a, a week away and i think one of their games got uh cancelled earlier on in the season but everything you've asked of them so far they've done so fair play to them in division three um forza watford Unbeaten at the moment, 100% record um, in the league. Cracking young side. We actually played them in a friendly, not last year, um, not this pre-season, pre-season before when they first started up. Um, and they're a really good young side, and I feel like they've probably come onto their own there. And uh, I, I know Alfie, their manager, will be delighted with the way they've started. Um, really, really good win at the weekend against uh, Wheat Amsterdam Wanderers. And again, asking everything um, that's being asked of them. So well done to them. And in Division 4, Hatfield Seniors, 100% record. Not just that, they're literally they're tanking pretty much everyone. Um, being honest, I think they're challenging Division 3. Um, really good side this year. They've, they've recruited well. Um, fair play to them. They're, they're, they're answering um, what they need to do Sorry, uh, in that division. I think they'll win it quite comfortably um, in there. So well done to those teams uh, who have started off fantastically. Now going on to the fixtures for this week. Uh, I'll start off with the Prem. So we've got Phoenix against Hilltop. Plough and Harrow against Brookmans Park. Six Bells against AFC Rangers. Skewbridge against Blackbury Jacks and a Beehive against AFC London Road. In Division 1, we've got Bournemouth Rovers against Blacksmiths. AFC London Road Reserves against Snug Bar. BWSC against Verulam Old Boys and FC Welling against Hilltop Reserves. In Division 2, we've got Pinewood against Player Packs. Welling Warriors against Little Heath. New Greens against St George's. Oaks against AFC Mims. And in Division 3, we've got Bournemouth Raiders against TNF, Royston Rangers against Phoenix Reserves, the Beehive Reserves against the Wishing Well, Forza Watford against Hansbury's, and Wheathampton Wanderers against Mermaid. Division 4, we've got Brookmans Park against Hatfield Seniors, Hatfield Mosquito against Marshallswick Rovers, St Albans Warriors against Phoenix A, the Wrestlers against Royston Reserves, and Welling Pegasus against Welling Warriors Reserves. And there's also another semi-final of the Hearts Advertiser Intermediate Cup between Harpen and Colt Oldboy Reserves and Hearts Lions. Now the Super 6 for this week. In the Premier Division, it's Phoenix against Hilltop. I think it'll be a close game. Um... I'm not. It's a tough one to call this. I think Hilltop will just edge it. I'm going to go for 2-1 Hilltop in that. In Division 1, it's Bournemouth Rovers against Blacksmiths. Uh, my team, Blacksmiths, there against Bournemouth Rovers. Um... A lot of our players know their te- their players. Uh, half of my team's from Bournemouth as well. Um, 
but there, there won't be no uh, friends in this. It'll be a really good game. Two good footballing sides, two physical sides. Uh, I think it'll be on as even. Um, which won't do either team a favour in, in, in trying to challenge FC Welling for the title in Division 1. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be 3-all. Um, in Division 2... Uh, sorry, just lost my foot in there. Uh, in Division 2, we've got um, Welling Warriors against Little Heath. Two of the closest challenges to the league leaders, player packs at the moment. Um, I think it'll be a close one. I'm going to go for a draw in that one as well. I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. In Division 3, uh, we got the early uh, unbeaten um, Forza Watford. And Hansbury is one of the teams I, I picked for, to fancy for this year. Forza Watford looking unstoppable at the moment. Uh, and I'm going to have to go with a form book in this. Uh, Hansbury's lost last week to TNF. I think Forza Watford are a better side than TNF. I think they'll win that one. I'm going to go for 3-1 to Forza Watford. In Division 4, we've got St Albans Warriors who, who coming off the back of a bad defeat against uh, Royston Reserves, which they would have really fancied themselves to win, and Phoenix A. Um, I'm going to go for the Warriors winning this one. I'm going to go with a 5-3 win for St Albans Warriors. And finally, in the Hearts Advertiser Intermediate Cup semi-final. Um, obviously, I've got one eye on this game with my side. The Blacksmiths awaiting the winners in the final. Um, Harpen and Cut Old Boy Reserves, who are a really good young side in Division 2 against Hearts Lions, who are in Division 1 with us, who actually come up with us from Division 2 last year. Um, Hearts Lions beat the Harpen and Cut Old Boys first team 3-0 last week. Wouldn't look too much into that. The, the Harpen and Colts Old Boys, um, the first teams and the reserves are run pretty separately. The reserves are a fantastic team, as I said before in this podcast they've asked to go up to division two when they could have just stayed in division three so they obviously they're obviously a good side um but i think hearts lions will just have too much for them um they're a really good side hearts lions really really good footballing side got a couple of cracking players and i'm going to go for three one to hearts lions in that uh, that's all for today thank you very much for listening um obviously uh give us a listen on uh, on twitter and and get following the league page and obviously the Celt podcast as well uh, and i'll catch up with you next week thanks very much Hello and welcome to the Maidstone and Midkent section of the CELT podcast. I'm Ian and I'm here to bring you all the news, views and information from around the league along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week five which saw the clubs take part in President's Cup first round ties, Prem and Division 1 teams in the President's A with Division 2 and 3 in President's B. Some thrilling games in both sections will bring you all the match reports and scorers as part of the results show so stay tuned for that. But first, let's catch up with the league news. The league will be sending a reminder to clubs about the COVID-19 restrictions that should be in place for all teams across the divisions. The key points are posted on the Kent FA website, and for me, they're common sense. Everyone should be self-assessed for COVID-19 symptoms before any training session or match. If you're symptomatic or living in a household with a possible or actual COVID-19 infection, you can't participate or attend under any circumstances. Clubs should ensure that their facility is compliant under the government legislation and guidance related to COVID-19. Social distancing should be in place before and after the match and in any breaks in play. Players and officials should sanitise hands before and after games as soon as possible. Kit and personal equipment should not be shared under any circumstances. And where possible, players, coaches and officials should arrive changed and shower at home. Any use of changing facilities should follow government advice on the use of indoor facilities. Teams should follow best practice for travel and avoid travelling together in the same vehicle. 
and a record of all attendees at every match or training session should be kept, including contact details to support NHS track and trace. On the last point, I know many clubs do post a QR code at grounds which can be scanned as part of the NHS app. If you see these, please play your part and ensure everyone scans to check in. It makes life really simple on match days and takes seconds to complete. We all want grassroots football to continue through these difficult times and it's important we all play our part to ensure that it does. Clubs are urged to reinforce this with players, officials and spectators. There have also been several incidents of clubs playing ineligible players in fixtures. Playing players who are not registered or suspended and falsifying team sheets is a serious offence and the Ken FA and League will issue firm consequences where this is found to be the case. Please remember you should always have a copy of your team's photographs at each match and make these available to the opposition. Any queries over these should be made to the match official as early as possible and also reported to the league post-match. The league do run checks throughout the season so ensure you have the correct documentation at all matches just in case you get a visit from a league official. Moving on, this year's Remembrance Sunday will be on Sunday the 8th of November. And as always, we urge clubs to wear poppies on their kits as part of the minute silence, which will be observed before all fixtures at 11am. Once again, all match officials from the Maidstone and Mid-Kent League will be wearing their poppy with pride. Teams can also purchase their poppies from poppiesforkits.co.uk. They're £1.20 per poppy and they'll send you a large fabric badge of your choice that you can peel and stick onto your kit or team wear. All you need to do is just peel them off before washing. They're an excellent way to remember those who have given so much to so many over the years. British forces have been involved in overseas conflict every year from 1914 to 2014, from the First and Second World Wars to Korea and the Falklands, and more recently the Gulf and Afghanistan. All the money raised from Poppies for Kits, which was over £30,000 last year, goes to the British Legion. They make a huge difference to the lives of those young and old who have been part of the armed forces, so please remember, every poppy makes a difference. Finally, we end on a great news story about clubs supporting each other in the community. Shout out to John McHale from Larkfield, who donated a set of unused aluminium goalposts to East Mauling, allowing them to put up and take down their goals as needed at the East Mauling Recreation Ground, meaning they can save their pitch from overuse by the casual footballer midweek. Remember, for any other news, questions or queries, you know the drill. Email us, info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. That's it for league news this week, so let's get down to business and have a look at the results from the weekend. In the President's A Cup, Aylesford welcomed East Morning Reserves from the division below in what turned out to be a classic cup match. Mauling went 2-0 up with an early brace by Lee Sturgeon. Tom Mellons pulling one back for Aylesford just before the break. Joe Lepetis equalised on 60 and then Aylesford took the lead for the first time through Ashley Russell. Mauling dug in and Liam Budgeon levelled. The scores didn't stay level for long because Ashley Russell added his second and got Aylesford back in front. Liam Budgeon added his second to make it 4-all as the game was heading for penalties, but Tom Mallins had other ideas. Aylesford on the break sneaked a late winner to see them through to round two. Modern Miners travelled to East Mauling, both sides having not lost this season so far. Kane Butler headed home a well-delivered free kick from Tyler Money to give Marden an early lead. Mauling responded immediately, Connor Parks taking aim from 25 yards, but his drive fell the wrong side of the post. Marden took a slender lead into the break, but the intensity didn't slow down in the second half as Mauling stepped up the pressure, Tom Archer making a good string of saves to deny Mauling. 
Robbie Smith then latched onto a long Marlin clearance. He had his work cut out, but found space wide. And when he pulled back to Kane Butler, he found the back of the net to make it 2-0. Scott Iberson was then shown a straight red card after he raised his hands to tie the money. And money rubbed salt into the wound as his deflected shot from a corner found the back of the net to make it 3. East Morning still pushed in hope of getting something from the game, but man of the match Tom Archer denied Morning again with another top class save to keep his clean sheet intact. Marlin through to round two, and East Morning out of a competition many would have earmarked them for as favourites at the beginning of the season. Gold Stars hosted Barming Colts at the Citymourne School. Richard Connolly put Barming ahead on 17, heading in at the back post, only for Liam Wilkins to level the scores, his shot going in off the post 10 minutes later. Jason Parsons was next to give Barmy the lead, but again, it was short-lived as Wilkins added a second for Gold Stars. Then they took the lead, Eddie Davis converting a penalty after Barmy were judged to have handled the ball in the area. Second half saw Barmy go up the gears, Lewis Bedwell bringing them level at 3-all as they began to dominate the ball. Barmy continued to push and their reward came in the 84th minute, Tom Carr with a goal that put them through to round two. Invicta Rangers against Larkfield was postponed late in the week. We understand that that match will be awarded to Larkfield, so they'll be included in the second round draw. Case Sports took on White Horse from the division below at Cobdown. First half goals from Ben Matthews and audacious scissor kick from Suleiman Kumbalat saw Case Sports take a 2-0 lead into the break. The Breadman looked sharper after the half-time interval. Dean Skeggs with a well-saved header and Joe Borman hitting the outside of the post showed that they wanted to make more of the tie. Craig Lawrence pulled down at a corner, looked to have a strong shot for a penalty in the 80th minute, but the referee decided otherwise, and his protests earned him a simbin for the last 10 minutes of the match. K-Sports took full advantage as they scored two late goals against the 10 men to make it 4-0 and ease into round two. Park Royal continued Fisherman's Arms' miserable start to the season. A brace from Ricky Meads as well as goals from Raymond Chadwick, Josh Sage, Jason Tharp and Ryan Dismore completed a 6-0 home in for the Royals and a place in round two. Rubicon Limerick beat Labon 6-3 in an All-Division 1 tie. First half goals from Callum Lambert, Josh Wilson, Sam Oliver put Rubicon in a strong position at halftime. Josh Wilson then completed his hat-trick in the second half along with a Jake Wiring goal. Baldy Maha with a brace and Phil Odgan with goals for Laybourne. Sutton Valence put five past Langley in an entertaining match. James Rowe and Jordan Nilgerman putting Valence 2-0 in front in the first 25 minutes. Langley did create some chances in the first half, but failed to convert and paid the price when Tom Rumble scored for Valence as he wrong-footed the Langley keeper. There was hope for Langley, Tommy Stamp crossed in from the right and the Sutton Valence defender getting a soft touch to put it past his own keeper, and then Stamp earned a penalty for Langley, which Nathan Stannard converted to make it 3-2. Valence hit back though, a quick corner found Tom Rumble to make it 4-2 at half-time. Both teams had chances in the second half, but only Valence made it count. Tom Rumble adding a second to make it 5-2 and book their place in round two. In the President's B Cup, AFC Phoenix won 7-1 against Maidstone Tempests. Jason Harvey, Ben Collins-Smith with braces, as well as goals from Casey Bridge, James Delaney and Louis Smith. Substitute Luke Gibbertson with a consolation for Tempests. Barming Blues won 8-3 against Cox Heath. Jake Bates, the star of the show, scoring four for Barming. Luke Hoggart with a brace and goals from Kane Vans and Che Bradbury for the Blues. Toby Wasalola, Tommy Tree and Claudio Trocker with the goals for Coxheath. Laybourne Angels beat Cross Keys 2-1. Rowan Salt and Josh Upson with first half goals for Laybourne. Jake Bolt with the effort for Cross Keys. 
Minter hosted Aylesford's reserves in a mouth-watering tie between the Division 2 sides. Aylesford took the lead as James Lawton delivered a cross from the left, parried by the Minter keeper for Chris Hart to poke home from close range. Minter looked more than capable of getting back into the game, but a Chris Hart slide tackle went to Sam Buttersworth. He had a lot to do, but took on two defenders before firing brilliantly past the Minter keeper. Minter pushed hard to get back into the game for half-time, but the closest they came was hitting the post from a corner. Second half, Josh Steele halved the deficit for Minter, setting up a nervy final 20 minutes, but Steele was shown a red to let Aylesford off the hook and they coasted home into round two. Snodland Town hosted Invicta Sunday in an all division three tie. Invicta came close to taking the lead on 28 minutes, Dan Porter's header flying across the face of goal. Invicta suffered a number of injuries first half which forced changes and Snodland broke the deadlock on the stroke of half time through Bradley Battle. Invicta didn't waste any time in the second half. Dan Porter found space in the box straight from the restart. His shot was followed up by Sam Ardby to level the tie. In a feisty second half where the referee had to speak to both captains, Snodland piled on the pressure. Goals from Ben Twist and Luke Cuthbert and Jordan Harris wrapped up the tie for Snodland who go through to round two. Vinters lost 3-1 at home to Park Royal Reserves. Daniel Brown, Samuel Wyatt and substitute Matt Coleman with a goal for Royals. Tom Shawcross with a goal for Vinters. Whitehorse Jaguars won 6-0 at home to Walnut Wanderers. Michael Stevens with four, as well as a Luke Gargan and Stephen Humphrey effort for the Jags. Ricky Baker seeing a straight red for the Jags after foul language. That's it for results from the weekend. Finally, before we go, let's have a look at the fixtures for the week ahead. In the Plumstead Cup, Whitehorse welcomed Woolwich Royals from Westford Division 3 to the Sittingbourne School in their first round tie. In the Auto Express Centre Premiership, Aylesford take on Fisherman's Arms. Gold Stars welcome Bowling Colts. Case Boards face East Morning, and Park Royal take on Marden Miners. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves take on Larkfield and Newhive. In Victor Rangers welcome Langley. Sutton Valence host Rubicon Limerick. In Division 2, Barming Blues host Maystone Tempests. Minter welcome Park Royal Reserves. Vinters take on AFC Phoenix. And Whitehorse Jaguars host Aylesford Reserves. In Division 3, Cross Keys host Invicta Sunday. Kent Sands United welcome Walnut Wanderers. Laybourne Chase take on Coxheath and Farley. And Snodland Town host Laybourne Angels. Best of luck to all the teams with their League and Cup fixtures. Don't forget to tune in next week to hear all the action. Thanks to Modern Miners, East Morning Reserves, Whitehorse, Aylesford Reserves, Langley, Invicta Sunday for sending in all your match reports and news. Please keep them coming. Always great to hear from clubs. For any content, please get in contact via email, Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget to tune in next week for the latest stories, results and goal scorers. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Hello. And welcome to our All Around the Leagues recording, bringing you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. We start today by confirming the results from matches played on the Sunday the 18th of October. In the Senior Division, AFC of Fellows 5, Riverview United 1, Rao Gima vs Punjab United was cancelled, Sun vs the Albion was postponed, and Longfield Athletic vs Sean was also postponed. In Division 1, Swanscombe Tigers 2, New Ash Green 2, Hive Titans 3, Marley Royals 2, 
Dartford Eagles 3, Valley Rovers 6, and Slade Green Railway 3, South Darren 1. In Division 2, Sean Hyam 2, Gravesend Spartans 1, AFC Rocheville 3, Swanscombe Tigers Reserves 1, The Rising Eagles 2, Yield Leather Bowl 3, Cobham 3, Springhead Park 2. In Division 3, Taverners 0, Guru Nanak 3, Gravesend United 6, Welling Park Wanderers 1, Phoenix Sports 2, Halls Athletic 4, Irish Town 1, Gravesend Vipers 2, AFC Bells 2, Babina 6. In Division 4, Darston Athletic 3, The Rose Athletic 1. In the John Robinson League Cup B Group 1, Dartford Athletic 4, Hollisters 1, Nuevo Club 1, Queen 3. In the John Robinson League Cup B Group 2, Zens 1, Gravesend Cricketers 2, and Guru Nanak Reserves 2, Ridgeway Darts 3. Moving on to this week's Games of the Week, Andrew from the Celt Podcast correctly predicted the outcome of two games, but didn't get any correct scores, therefore scoring two points. Meaning Blackline Hartley still lead the prediction table with four points, ahead of Queen and Phoenix with three points. The Celt Podcast, the Rose Athletic and Verbena have two points, and Gravesend Vipers with one point. This week's Games of the Week predictions have been provided by Division 3 team, AFC Bells. They've gone through a 3-1 win to Riverview United versus Welling Park Wanderers. In Marley Royals versus AFC Oddfellows, they've gone for a 4-0 AFC Oddfellows win. In the Guru Nanak versus Pelham Arms game, they've gone for a 3-2 Guru Nanak win. In the Swanscombe Tigers Reserves versus Yield Leather Bottle game, they've gone for a 3-0 win by Yield Leather Bottle. And in the Nuevo versus Zens game, they've gone for a 2 all score draw. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and results from the North Kent Sunday League next week. Hello everyone and welcome back once again to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. This week we've had loads and loads and loads of cup games take place. So what I'll do is, as usual, I'll run through the league games that took place and then at the end I'll go through all of the cup games that took place, including the county cups. So let's start with the Graham Dodd Premier Division. Park Life beat Albion by four goals to two. And last season's Premier Division champions crowned on a points-per-game basis. Southwest Rangers beat Westminster Wanderers by six goals to one. In the Tony Eldridge Championship, Clapham Newtown beat South London Giants by one goal to nil over at Clapham Common. Streatham Stanley lost at home to West Norwood by two goals to one. And my team, Sporting Continental, Played in a 17-goal thriller. Can't believe I'm saying that. I hope we never have a game like this ever again. Where we beat Cosmos United by 12 goals to 5. We were 11-3 up at one point. And you know what happens. Human nature. You start messing about. And we ended up conceding a further two goals to make it not so flattering 12-5. In the Bob Dixon League 1, only one league game took place. Club Football Vale beat Wig Army by five goals to two. In League Two, Ribblesdale Rovers beat AFC South London by four goals to two. Wimbledon Town B lost to Sporting Crabs by four goals to three. In League Three, Harbour Rovers beat South London All-Stars by four goals to one over at South Park. Westminster Wanderers Reserves lost by two goals to one against Wimbledon Wolves. In League 4, 
Southend United drew 4-4 with North Coast Rangers. League 5 Painters Community FC beat Real El Madrid by 5 goals to nil at Battersea Park. In League 6, more than Rangers lost by 3 goals to 2 at home to Westminster Wanderers under 23 side. West Ham Wanderers came back from their defeat to us last week and they beat UBLC FC Old Boys by 6 goals to 3 over at Kings House Sports Ground in Chiswick. In League 7, LMTFC beat Barnstormers by 4 goals to nil. Olympic Mayonnaise, great name, lost by 2 goals to 1 against Peckham Cosmos at Wandsworth Park. And Summerstown Casuals lost by 1 goal to 3 against Syndicate FC. Finally, League 8, AFC Putney's XI or AFC Putney's 11 beat Junction Elite's fourth team by four goals to three. And East Putney lost to Lions United by four goals to two at Barn Elms. Let's now go through the cup games. In the Graham Rodber Shield first round, AFC Bluebirds lost by three goals to nil against London Ravens. Also in the first round, St. Matthew's Project and Junction Elite's second team drew 3-3 in normal time. And from penalty kicks, Junction Elite's second team won by scoring seven of their penalty kicks and St. Matthew's Project missing one but having scored six. In the Graham Rodber Shield second round, AFC South London Reserves lost by five goals to one to Newlands FC. In the Marcus Lipton Cup first round, AFC Putney's first team beat Ballon Badgers by three goals to two. Bath Old Boys United beat Locomotive Wimbledon by three goals to two. Dara FC's first team lost by five goals to nil to Norton FC. Junction Elite's first team from the Bob Dixon League One beat Premiership side Battersea Park Rangers by four goals to nil. Junction Elite's third team lost by one goal to nil against Ballon Mariners. Southwest Athletic fell to a massive 13-2 defeat to Clapham Rovers. Embarking Mad and Earlsfield FC drew 1-1 at normal time with Earlsfield coming out on top on penalties, scoring three of their kicks and Barking Mad missing all of theirs. In the same competition, but in the second round, so that's the Marcus Lipton Cup, round two. AFC Ballam beat Wimbledon Commoners by four goals to two. Clapham Common beat Lazio FC by two goals to one. Kudos Athletic beat London Ravens first team by four goals to two. South City FC put five goals past Parklife B, who themselves managed to score three. Swag beat Chiswick FC by six goals to one. Top Deck FC beat Ballam and Clapham Albion by two goals to one. Wheatsheaf Athletic put seven goals past Wandsworth Warriors. And Wandsworth Warriors managing to score one goal in that game. Wimbledon Town's first team beat Clapham North End by four goals to nil. Battersea Dogs and Blase Ballers drew 2-2 at full time 
and Blase Ballers coming out on top on the penalty kicks, winning that by four goals to two. Merton Athletic and Tutin Celtic drew 1-1 in normal time. And at the full-time whistle, the penalty kicks were taken and Merton Athletic won with four penalty kicks to three. And Rosendale Sports and Parthenov FC also drew 1-1 in normal time with Rosendale Sports winning the penalty shootout, scoring six against Parthenov's five. Moving on now to the Surrey County FA Sunday Lower Junior Cup first round. AFC Shirley beat Dara's reserves by seven goals to five. FNM United put eight goals past King Athletics, who themselves only scored one. AFC Poplar Rovers beat Haydens Park by four goals to two. Lambeth All-Star Reserves beat Kingston Dynamos by two goals to nil. ACT Arantes United beat Old Wimbledonians fourth team by four goals to nil. And QN Tigers B team lost by two goals to one against Rickman Rovers. So let's move on to the Surrey County FA Sunday Junior Cup first round. Vail County beat AFC Lynx by four goals to three. Magpie Recruitment beat Pearly St. Germain by three goals to nil. Real Dundonald beat Old Colesden Eagles by two goals to nil. Surrey Park Rangers lost to Q Antigua's first team by eight goals to two. Sutton Knights beat AFC Mortlake by one goal to nil. Atletico Buble drew 1-1 in normal time with Woodham Victoria. That game going to penalties and Woodham Victoria won 4-3. And finally, Sporting Santos and Clapham Wanderers drew 3-3 in normal time. That game going to penalties also and Clapham Wanderers coming out victorious, scoring three of their spot kicks with Sporting Santos only managing to score two of theirs. So that's going to be it for us today. As always, if you haven't already checked out Sporting Continental's YouTube page, make sure you do. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. It's not going to cost you a thing. And as I said earlier in the episode, we've got a 17-goal thriller coming (laughs) this week on our YouTube channel on Friday at 12 p.m. So make sure you check that out. We appreciate any support, any feedback given to us. And as always, we'll see you guys next week. This is the Wofford Sunday League podcast for where we'll take a look at the games played on the 18th of October and I look forward to those games due to be played on the 25th of October. This last Sunday in the Premier Division, the last year's champions Oakview achieved back-to-back wins for the first time this season with a 4-3 win over Fox and Stone whom once again fell to defeat by a single goal. Oakview have a brace from Tom Kennedy to thank for their eventual victory. Oakview's win means they are still a point behind the leaders' Sun Postal Athletic, who ended the last remaining unbeaten record in the division as they defeated Everett Rovers 2-0 with a brace from Jack Robertson. 
Evergreen, however, kept up the pressure on the top two with a 2-1 win in the Abbots Langley Derby over FC Unicorn. Rifle Volunteer have a second victory of the season with a thumping 7-2 away victory over Old Valerians. Rifle won the game thanks to a powerful first-half performance as they scored three unanswered goals and were also helped as the home side saw a penalty saved. In Division 1, it was a bit of a strange morning with three games ending in draws and with the other games ending in high-scoring home victories. The top two sides, North Watford and Casper Rangers, were both held away from home. North Watford drew 1-1 with Railway Arms, a side recovering from an awful start to the season, and who have now picked up four points from their last two games. Cassidy Rangers remain in second place, as they themselves, like North Watford, were also held to a draw, nil-nil with Maple Cross. The two sides in the chasing pack, ACF Leesden and Bushy Rangers, also drew 1-1 to keep things level on all sides. Oxy Spartans and Langley Berry Cricket Club both achieved a second win of the season with high-scoring home wins. Spartans beat Ricky AFC 5-2 and... Langleyberry bounced back from an 8-1 defeat last week to beat AFC Bedman 9-2. Bedman scored, in the scored the first and last goals of the game, but in between those two goals, Langleyberry ran riot, scoring nine times. For Oxy Spartans, the high point of their game was five goals out of their eight for Liam Coles, with George Dawling, Liam Hanley and Shane Perrin also scoring, and Alex Anguru replying twice for Ricky AFC. In Division 2, Dunbar are the new leaders after a 2-1 away win over ERFC. The leaders going into the morning's game, St Mary's Harefield, drew 4-4 with Soccer, who remain unbeaten, but they did need a last-minute equaliser to preserve that record. FC Woodside are in second place after a clear 4-0 win over ACS Milan, and FC Metropolitan Hearts beat Chester United 4-1 to help themselves to yet another victory. Skyline and West Hearts shared the points after a 2-2 draw in the other final game. In Division 3, it may be the bottom division but it certainly isn't suffering from a lack of quality goals, with 30 scored in the six games played. Watford Town carried their impressive start to the season 
with a fifth, with a fifth straight win, 4-2 over Chalfont Saints, inflicting on them a first defeat of the season. Town's scorers were Charlie Fisher, Alex Nottage and Lewis Smith with two, and the replies for Chalfont Saints came from Will Jones and Tom Segrew. Hertfordshire Eagles remain in second place with a 5-2 win over Francis George, who, despite a positive performance, are still looking for their first points of the season. Charlie Kimpton with two, Jack McLaughlin with two, and Ed Rogers scored for Hertfordshire Eagles. And replies were Dexter Franklin Beck and Mike Langley for Francis George. Watford Athletic bounced back after last week's heavy defeat to beat King George 5-3 with goals from Tom Cogman 2, Bradley Lodge 2 and Jake Watson. Replies for King George came from Darren O'Brien, Aaron Crawford and Phil Malloy. South Hearts have a first win of the season with a 3-2 victory over Watford Sports. With goals coming from Jacob O'Hanlon 2 and Marcus Junior Limar, with Nick Wing and an own goal replying for Watford Sports. Batchworth looked like getting a second win of the season after going ahead after an hour against Woodside Wanderers, before Woodside equalised in added on time to make it 1-1. And the final game in the division between Inter and Sparta Phoenix also finished 1-1 with James Oldham for Inter and Floyd Thompson for Sparta Phoenix, ensuring that the clubs shared the points. Looking forward to next week, with our fixtures on the eight, uh, sorry on the twenty fifth, in the Premier Division it's third versus fourth as Evergreen face Everett Rovers Reed, and it's top v bottom as Fox and Stone face Sun Postal Athletic. In Division One, the top two face what looks like to be tough games. Leaders North Watford face 4th place Maple Cross and 2nd place Casterbury Rangers are away to Bushy Rangers. The bottom two sides, ASC Bedmond and Railway Arms, also face each other. In Division 2, new leaders Donbar take on 2nd bottom West Hearts whilst unbeaten soccer face an out-of-form Chess United. Finally, in Division 3, it's a Watford derby as leaders Watford Town face Watford Sports, while second place Hertfordshire Eagles face Batchworth for the second time in a fortnight. Thanks very much for listening to this week's podcast, and we'll be back next week with more results and news on the Watford Sunday Football League. Thank you. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.